I feel like um, sometimes chasing this carrot of chasing titles or chasing a leadership role just for the sake of the title versus is this is doing this giving me satisfaction do i am i interested in the work that i'm doing do i have a passion about this like it's hard to have passion or it's hard to be incredibly passionate about jobs that are not yours Welcome to the Early Career Moves podcast, the show that highlights remarkable BIPOC young professionals killing it on their career journeys. I'm your host, Priscilla Esquivel-Bolcha, Latinx career coach, corporate consultant, daughter of immigrants, and lover of breakfast tacos. Meet me for a coffee chat every Friday as we either dive into a special guest story or I'll share my own career gems. If you're a BIPOC professional feeling lost in your career or just need a dose of inspiration, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to season two of the Early Career Moves podcast. I am so excited to be back and I'm just really excited to share all of the new guests coming up over the next few months. All of the content is batched, baby boo. So that means all of my episodes are edited and done for the rest of the year. Why did I do that? Because I want to enjoy the rest of 2021 and I want to start career coaching. So that's a new exciting development. I'm now taking on one-on-one private career coaching clients. So if you or someone you know is interested in doing career coaching, go to my website, ecmpodcast.com. I have a free coaching call that you can sign up for. You can discover if working with me is a fit for you. But anyway, other than that, Welcome back. I'm so excited for you to be here. It was great to take off three months to just live my life. (laughs) I did so many things and I'm filled with so much gratitude over just all of the wonderful experiences, whether that was my wedding, my honeymoon in Hawaii, my bachelorette, my birthday in August. There were just so many wonderful things happening. And even though things were stressful, it's not like life was perfect, right? Like things got stressful with the Delta variant and with COVID. I still was able to find time to really enjoy those big life moments that that happened for me in the last three months. So thank you for allowing me to walk away, rest, recharge, and come back feeling much more refreshed. Great. So let me give you a little preview into today's episode. So on today's episode, you'll hear from Priscilla Suggs. That's right, Priscilla. We share the same name and it's even spelled the same. But I met Priscilla a few years ago through mutual friends. And when I met her, she was on her journey trying to become officially certified as a CPA. And this was a multi-year journey for her that was very challenging. And there were many moments that she didn't think it would happen. And I wonder if you have something in your life that you felt like you could never achieve something that you really wanted. That's what this episode is about. Priscilla will talk about what it took for her to finally shift her mindset and what clicked for her so that she finally was able to achieve this big, big goal that she had in her career. I can't wait to hear what you think. Enjoy. Hey, before we head into today's episode, I want to encourage you to follow us on Instagram at ECM Podcast. Also head over to ecmpodcast.com where you can get freebies, 
read the latest ECM blog post, and sign up for our monthly newsletter. And if you or someone you know is looking for one-on-one career coaching, you can sign up to work with me on my website. Lastly, if you're a big fan and supporter of the show, please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's how we can reach other people. Okay, let's head into the show. Great. So really excited to have Priscilla Suggs on the podcast today. Welcome, Priscilla. Thank you, Priscilla. <laughs> it's always like uh, interesting when I meet another Priscilla and I hearing know. my name. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's it's so it's such an uncommon name. So right. when you do see someone who has that our name, it's like very strange, right? Right. <laughs> I've only met one other person growing. Her name was Priscilla. So it's, it's kind of nice. Like, <laughs> yeah, I love our name. So me too. Me too. <laughs> cool. Well, so I'm super excited to have you on the show because I want you to share your story about becoming a CPA, about what it means to be in accounting. And I just have so many questions for you. But before we get into that, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, where did you grow up? What was your upbringing like? And yeah, just tell us about how you identify and everything. Yeah, absolutely. So I identify as she and her. I identify as a Black woman. I grew up in a two-parent household. My dad was in the Army and he retired. And my mom cleaned homes. So I grew up in a very humble household. I learned at a young age the value of hard work and just uh, having a strong work ethic. I grew up in Port Hercules, which is about an hour north outside of Austin. And my mom is from Germany. My dad was from North Carolina. And so growing up in a blended household, I got the Southern hospitality from my dad. And then I got the regimen from (laughs) my mom. (laughs) Germans are very organized and disciplined and hardworking. And I knew growing up, seeing how hard my parents worked, that, and education was always stressed in my household. So I'm the youngest of three siblings, but I was the first to pursue college. And so I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew it was something that I was always going to go to, but I wasn't sure of the path and how that looked, what I just went from step to step. So I actually applied to UT and Texas State. Those are only universities. And that process was interesting enough in and of itself, just because I was the first kid in the household to pursue this route. And so my mom wasn't quite sure what to, so we just stumbled through it together. I remember her dropping me off at UT. And I remember the process of choosing which college. When I was looking at the application, I was like, I would apply to the business school because I thought, well, I want to give myself opportunities. I want to make sure that I have a lot of open doors. And so that's literally how I approach the application process. I looked at the type of degrees offered in the business school and I figured it was between finance and accounting because the other degree options, management, marketing, I felt like what couldn't I teach myself on my own? If I have the opportunity to go to college, maybe picking up a skill that wasn't easily teachable outside of the university setting. And so I was like, well, it's either accounting or finance. (laughs) And I settled on accounting. And so that was what started my career path in this direction. I just remember wanting stability and wanting security and wanting to be able to have options as far as jobs. And that kind of steered me down this path towards accounting. 
Yeah. I love that you use those words, stability and security, because I feel like when you are like the child of immigrants or you're the first in your family to go to college, like that's what we're seeking a lot of the time is just like, I just want to be okay. Like, I just don't want to struggle anymore. And so it sounds like that really informed your career decision, right? Absolutely. I watched like my brother, he took the um, route of going into the military and my sister, she had different jobs and I was kind of like I was the guinea pig watching their lives play out. And then I just Mm -hmm. took that as lessons of what do I want for myself? How can I move forward in life? I didn't have a lot of examples of people that did go to college. And I remember after I graduated from UT, my mom sat me down and I I had just gotten my first job. It was with a state agency and it was an audit role. And I was making pretty good money for at at that time. It was, I think like $45,000. And my mom was like, you need to understand how blessed you are. (laughs) There are four, four member family households that don't make this much money. And you are Mm -hmm. a single person coming out of college and you've got your head on your shoulders. You need to understand what a blessing this is and try to do right by like, try to make good decisions. And so that kind of started my career path in accounting. Yeah. And I just want to say like, congrats on getting into McCombs Business School as an undergrad because it's so competitive. Like it's so hard to get into the BBA program. It tells me a lot about you as like, you really were, I'm assuming you were very studious or like maybe you were strong and just good at school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So academics was my thing growing up. I was an athlete and academics. And fortunately this high school that I went to, it had those college prep programs. So the IB program that really prepped me for college. Mm -hmm. And I was always a straight A student. I was third in my class. And then when I got to UT, it was regrouping really and trying to find people that looked like me. That kind of started the reality of it's a privilege to be able to go to university and have access to the quality of education and to be a person of color. Like, because there's not a lot of people that went to McCombs and graduated through the accounting program. And it really opened my eyes to, I, I have a great opportunity here and I need to take advantage of it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's such a huge opportunity. And I'm assuming there were not a lot of black students or like Latino yeah. students in your accounting classes and your track. Yes. Like, so I remember some of my core accounting classes, there would be maybe like two or three other people of color that were not Asian. So I was like always spotting out the other individuals of color in the classroom and being like, all right, we're going to be group buddies. <laughs> we're going to help each other with the homework. And so it was that part of the experience at UT. It was, it was different because I was used to having friends from all walks of life and just uh, having a really diverse circles of, of friends growing up and then going to UT and being in my core courses where literally I was the one splash of color that that was challenging. And so for me, like I know that helped frame my mindset when I chose to continue down the career path of becoming an accountant. I think I read recently the Journal of Accountancy, they were publishing stats on the percent of Black CPAs, and it's less than 2%. And that was the stat as of April 2021, I believe. Wow. 
Right. And so <laughs> being in this space, that taking all of this into consideration that not a lot of people of color have access to accountants. And if you don't know how to man- manage your money, or if you don't have a lot of access to professionals that can help guide you, that's one thing that kind of helped me decide that this is a career path that I want. And this is a space that I want to work in. And I wanted to start my own side company so that I could give people access because there are so few of us. And yeah. A lot of times when you don't have somebody to go to that that's relatable, you don't seek out that advising or those services. So when you were going through your college courses and you decided, okay, accounting is what I want to major in, were you naturally pretty good at accounting? Did you struggle through the classes? Because um, I struggled through the class. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so I, there were moments where I was like, I, I need to just change my major. <laughs> this is not like, I think managerial accounting was so annoying for me, but and intermediate, like doing consolidated statements, all of that just brings up awful memories. (laughs) So my my journey in accounting was not an easy one. Accounting did not come easy to me. (laughs) I had to put in a lot more work, I think, than the average person. Sometimes different subjects come easy to to different people. And I genuinely chose the harder path. (laughs) But more because I just recognize like the benefit of having this type of expertise, it fascinates me. So Early on in my career, when I started out in audit, I got lucky and I found, identified this fraud in, that was happening at a local nonprofit here in Austin. And that kind of really sparked my interest. And it was the moment where I recognized I have to get my CPA if I want to make this a career. And I just, year after year of working, I realized my potential is limited if I don't get the CPA. And there are a lot of fields where it's like you either need a license or certification to qualify to move up or to be in leadership roles. And ultimately, like I realized I got to buckle down and just tackle the CPA. And so I had to go back to school and I got my MBA, did additional accounting coursework Mm -hmm. and then started down the course of studying for the exam, (laughs) which... That in and of itself was a journey. It's four parts. And I took all four parts one year. And then there's one part, the financial. I could not pass it for the life of me. Like, Like I said, accounting is complicated and it can be, you know, more complicated if you don't break it down into like the bare basics that make up financial accounting. And so I was in this position where I had taken all four parts. There was one part that I could not pass. And so I took a break. I took a year off from studying and I did other audit certifications just so that my career wouldn't stall. And then I sat back one day and I was like, okay, what's the biggest regret that you're going to have in 10 years? And it always circled back to this stupid CPA. (laughs) I felt like that was the one thing where like, if I had my CPA, well, I could choose to start my own business. I could move up in my career path. It was the one thing that was stalling me. And I got into a, a situation where the other passes were slowly expiring. And so I basically had to start over. And so I legitimately in January, 2019, I was like, okay, I need to make the decision. Am I going to do this again? And so I just literally within two days, I signed up 
paid for the exam, scheduled it for February, had like exactly maybe a month and like 20 days of the study material still active. And I just, I powered through it. I like got on a regimen. I woke up at 3.30 and 4 a.m. in the mornings and I was working full time. And I was like, I just have to make this work. (laughs) And then after the test day, I get my score and I passed that stupid section finally. I didn't know whether I should cry or like jump for joy because I was like, now I got to retake the other three sections. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like literally one of those, one of those moments in life where I'm so happy that I just, I sucked it up and I just powered through it because now it's hindsight. When I started to, or when I scheduled to retake that section that just kept being the reason that I couldn't pass and move forward in my life, I think I had reached a point where I was like, screw it. Like, I'm just, I'm doing this and I'm going to put myself on a regimen and we're just going to see where this goes. And I just had a, a different confidence about it that... I didn't have, I think, when I was going through it the first time. So I'm curious about that piece because obviously something changed in your mindset, right? Like like what you were telling yourself changed. Absolutely. And that changed your energy. It changed how you showed up for yourself during that test. And I feel like we all have a story like that where for a long time we were just like, "Eh, I want to do this, but maybe we weren't 100% committed. What did you start to think? What was it that really changed everything and you started to show up differently? I think for me, um, switching gears and getting to getting a different certification, it was an audit certification that helped boost my confidence. And then I did a lot of traveling in between that time. And so I was exploring the world going to Europe. I think I went to Bali at some point. I was trying to like just learn myself and get comfortable in my skin. And if there's one thing that I've just learned navigating the workforce as a black woman, you're always facing stereotypes, right? Some of my old coworkers, they would say, oh, you're so fearless. Like you just say whatever you want. (laughs) And then at some point I got into this stage of where I was trying to mold myself to be what I thought people expected of me. And then I think going through the tests and trying to pursue the CPA and that not working out exactly how I had hoped, it brought me back to having that attitude of just owning my truth, owning who I am, not trying to live up to other people's expectations or to move the way other people may have counseled me to move or encouraged me to move, got back into being me. (laughs) And I think like throughout your profession, like there's something to be said about being young and bold, like you just because you don't know what you don't know. And then I think while you're in the workforce, you're conditioned to being told that certain behaviors are expected for certain types of roles or to advance your career. You can't be too aggressive, but you can't be too complacent because if you want to move to the next step or move or advance to another position and you can get lost in that. I feel like um, sometimes chasing this carrot of chasing titles or chasing a leadership role just for the sake of the title versus is this, is doing this giving me satisfaction? Do I, am I interested in the work that I'm doing? Do I have a passion about this? Like it's hard to have passion or it's hard to be incredibly passionate about jobs that 
are not yours. <laughs> like when you're working for somebody else, that's you're working for their vision, their goal. It's always somebody telling you, this is what our shared goal is going to be. This is what we're working towards. But it, like, does that align with you and the person that you want to be and how you want to live your life? And for a while, I was working in one office where one of the executives, she would sit me down and say, you can't really just communicate openly like that. She was trying to mold me into what her vision of what I should have should act and how I should move versus just letting me be. And I think that that was a really good experience for me because it reminded me that there are going to be people that may be threatened by like your perseverance and how you want to move forward and advance your career. And then there are going to be other people that pick you up and pull you up with them and recognizing like what space you're in. And for me, that was a very critical moment in my career where I just realized I took a step back and I thought about like, what do I want? And it all went back to getting the CPA and opening more doors for myself. And for some people, it's not going to be a certification. I'm learning now um, navigating this entrepreneur space is just a whole new world. <laughs> and it's almost like I'm, I'm absolutely loving it because I'm meeting people that they don't have the wild credentials or they're not coming from Ivy League schools or top tier schools. They are sharpening their craft and they communicate and they relate and they're building a platform that people can buy into whatever their choice is. Like, for example, you and starting your own podcast, you had an interest and a passion for this and you're doing it. <laughs> and I have so much respect for that. Like, and I feel like meeting other entrepreneurs that are chasing their dreams, like they have an interest, they have a skill and they're just pushing forward with that. And I just, it's fascinating to me. Like, yeah. Tell us about, so getting the CPA, becoming officially licensed, like what did that mean for you in terms of being able to build a business? And then what are you building your business around? What are you trying to build now? Yeah. So I think for me, getting the CPA, it meant having credibility, right? Like, so, which this just happens to be for the space that I'm walking in, something that adds greater value to being able to advise and coach people on running their small businesses and managing their finances and pre preparing for their taxes. Right now, I'm figuring it out. This is the first year in um, running my own small company. And so I'm actually, you know how I, I mentioned that you can plan all you want, but things just don't sh always shake out exactly as you envision. I feel like this is my opportunity to really do work that interests me. So I had a career in audit and eventually I transitioned and now I'm a forensic accountant. And that's what I do in my nine to five. And I really enjoy it. Like I'm dealing with fraud <laughs> and it's really interesting tracing money. And I support in my nine to five role, I support five prosecutors and 16 investigators for insurance fraud. And you, I had no idea, like just the world that insurance fraud, how big of an industry it is. Like you wouldn't think that there are that many criminals out there that are just out to commit fraud, whether it's like insurance, auto fraud, facilities, medical, all types of um, insurance fraud out there. But 
in that space, I'm subject to the rules and regulations for supporting those types of investigations. And with my own company, I can do whatever I want. And so there's a certain liberty that I feel being able to choose who I work with and what I do. And right now, a lot of the work that I do, I advise for individual and small business taxes and then small business consulting. Yeah. So I actually have some pretty basic questions I'm hoping you could answer for me and for any listener who doesn't know a lot about the accounting career path. So like rapid fire, what is accounting? How do you describe that? Can accountants expect to make a lot of money? Because I think sometimes people assume that I'm curious if that's, you know, the case. And what do the career paths look like for accounting? Like what, what were the options that you had? Okay. So I would start, I would say accounting is, it, it's a broad field. You can either be a bean counter, which you do journal entries for companies, and it's literally you're logging in your transactions, or you can go a different route of being on like the other side, going into audit or financial roles where you're reviewing the work and the reports that are produced by accountants. So you can either be doing the legwork or being be on the other side of actually reviewing and understanding the legwork. And accounting is just classifying transactions. It's really at its core, that's what it is. But as far as career opportunities, I would say it's pretty broad. You can work in government, you can work in industry, you can work in nonprofits. Most companies, they need accountants. That's the person that's doing accounts receivable, they're doing accounts payable. And a lot of times I find that for those types of roles, most people working those roles don't even have accounting degree. And the state agencies that I work for here in Texas, a lot of times people just find themselves in, they can be learned roles, but Mm -hmm. having the degree is a game changer. Like uh, most accountants starting out nowadays, they're starting at 50K and up. And if you are a licensed CPA, then, you know, your salary can go into the low 100s, I would say. It's a pretty big jump. Yeah, yeah. It's a lucrative um, career. Again, every company has an accounting function. So it's something that the job opportunities are going to be very available and as, a pair, as compared to other types of roles. Yeah, that's good to know. And then another quick question about around that is, what are the kinds of like personality types or like strengths that people have that makes them really like really successful in this profession? And then what are the kinds of people who you have seen like they struggle? Like <laughs> this is not the oh, yeah. I would say that for this profession, um, very analytical, detail-oriented individuals tend to perform well. This is not for the dreamer, the spacer outer, the <laughs> The person, the creative, this is not for the creative. Yeah. Like I would say that because creatives frustrate accountants. <laughs> creatives are the ones that they want, they have all these visions, all these ideas and accountants are like, look, we have X dollars. This is how this needs to work. I'm telling you, you can work whatever magic you want, but within this budget or these are the actual numbers. I definitely, so This career path, the pandemic changed the whole work from home. And I feel like a lot of companies, it's going to be really hard to not provide some hybrid option. One thing it's, I I always remember, like some people don't like being behind a desk and don't like staring at spreadsheets all day because the reality is that's this profession. Like it's very sedentary. 
it's very, you're powering through spreadsheets quite often. So that's something that you have to consider. Like, is that what you want for your life? Or do you like to be up and moving? And um, it's very collaborative because you're working with other areas within the company or the agency, helping steer them in the right direction, but or having conversations and going over reports and performance. So in one aspect, you need to having the skill set of being able to communicate well, articulate things succinctly, state facts and recognize actual. Those are strengths for accountants. And I would say for people that are very creative and want a lot of flexibility, this may not be a career path that would fulfill them. Great. Well, Priscilla, this was such an amazing conversation. I'm excited for people to hear your story and also just to understand what is accounting a little bit better so that people can find their way to this career if if it's a good fit, you know? Yeah. And if I have a last or a final comment, it's people of color. Like if accounting, if numbers interest you and you want to be able to paint the story of what is and where tracing money and or helping people with personal wealth or just helping a company run and understand how to manage its operations. This is a really, it's a rewarding career in that gives you the stable income and it's always a function that's going to be needed. And there are less than 2% of black accountants out there. (laughs) So, and black CPAs specifically. So if this is a career path to help advance the profession, like if you're a person of color, seek this out if this is something that interests you because the rest of the world needs you. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time, Priscilla. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Priscilla. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story. Hey, are you thinking about changing careers? Then you need to head over to my website, ecmpodcast.com and sign up to get your free 20-page guide that I wrote with you in mind. I wrote this guide to help you change careers and get really clear on what it is that you want to do next. Career clarity is key to a career transition journey. All right, can't wait to hear what you think about it. Have a great week.